1: Hey, everybody. Wow, I had a... Did you hear that? I had like a Peter Brady. (laughs) I'd give you the Heimlich, but I can't reach through my screen. What if at 50, my voice dropped? That would be so exciting. Listen, we have... um, We have big news.
0: Yeah. In case you don't already know, we are going to do a virtual live event on October 7th at 6 p.m. West Coast time. And if you go to our Instagram page, you can see the link that will direct you to where you can buy tickets. And we could not be more excited because now, no matter where you live, it doesn't matter. Anyone can join.
1: Yeah, basically, we're going global. So wherever you live in the world, you can tune into Pants Live on October 7th. And that, what's fun about this is that I feel like we're going to be, because, you know, with this podcast, we can kind of like sit back a little and trust that, like, You know, if you say something stupid or, you know, maybe we could edit it out, right? Yeah. But this is, no, this is live. I'm excited. Me too. It kind of gives you that like, I don't know, the little spark inside of excitement. It'll be a good time.
0: We promise we'll make it fun. We are going to have fun.
1: We're going to do meet and greets as well. Uh,
0: So if you're interested, sign right up and we're super excited. They're basically like little FaceTimes. It's through a great company called Looped, and we met Looped when they did the virtual premiere for this co- this season that's just airing now. And they're they made everything so easy and seamless. So we figured they would be, the be- they would be the best platform to do our virtual show on to make it easy for everyone.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. They they make it a lot of fun. So yeah, tune in October seventh. All right, let's start the uh, the recap of luck we'll next time. Hi everybody, we are back And we're going to do episode
0: 9, or episode 10 on Hulu, called Luck Next Time
1: And it was written and directed by Rose Troche, so you know it will be good Exactly, and it's like a double, it's like a double-double how do you write something, then then direct it? Not that not talent wise, but how do you have the time? That's what I wondered when I thought because prepping for something is one you know weeks in advance, and then if like you write it, you're also prepping that weeks in advance. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of work. Yeah, but they were, I think, ahead of the game. Oh right, they had them written all ahead of time. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah,
0: novel concept,
1: I know, but it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is uh the air date was march 14th 2004 and we open in lisbon portugal and i was like oh lisbon i wonder what this is going to be well it was a lot when it opened in lisbon i automatically thought of
0: Nazareth have um because i've been watching this documentary sorry it's on a uh, com- uh a competing network hbo about big wave surfing in Nazaré. have you seen it yet Mm-mm. It's so fucking good. Please watch it. No, I know it. you've
1: told me to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, I thought of Nazare when they said Lisbon, although we're not in Nazare. This was not in a cold open about surfing. I'll tell you that. No, much. it's not.
0: It is about a woman getting banged by Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well put. <laughs> it's like, how do we even bring this up? <laughs> so this is this is basically an art piece. Oh, I just ruined it. And I've told you to play the game each time. I have to ruin this one because anybody Just listening is like, why is this happening? Really? Um, I was asking it's an that It's piece that, that Bette gets very excited by. And she said, Bette said it was this woman searching for faith. No matter, she'll do anything to find faith. Do you think the lie. religious
0: right were really
1: going after the show when this came out? After the
0: L word or the fake show? Provocations. When this aired. Do you think the religious right got wind of a woman getting banged by Jesus in the teaser and
1: had Melton's? They must have. I hope they did. I'm sure somebody heard of it somewhere. It was probably like, you know, a woman who attends church's husband. What? Like, like a woman who attends church, her husband probably watched the show. Wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course and then she heard about it and then couldn't believe it that's my cold open that's my cold open probably kicked up a stir kicked up a stir yeah
0: with the with the <laughs> religious with the with you know the uh, kicked up a stir with the um <laughs> religious right like the
1: radical sure. religious right i'm sure it is i did. don't think it's something they want to see yeah of course not but I don't think this show is really out to please uh, or worry no. about people Definitely
0: and what they not. thought. Which I greatly appreciate.
1: You know what I always think is funny? It's just a little what? funny thing for me. Whenever the names of the cast members pop up, I always find it interesting who is on the screen when your name pops up or like my name pops up or <laughs> it's just I find it odd because For some reason, my brain and maybe that was like this in the 70s and like it locked in when I was a kid. But I expect, yeah, like a sitcom, like when that person's on screen, like it'll say they're the person who plays them. Okay. At the same time. Whereas like cable started getting loose with it. So it's like Jesus will appear, you know, banging this woman and then it'll be like, Catherine Menick. (laughs) I was actually going to ask if Leisha Haley popped up at the moment of penetration. It was at the moment of Jesus when Jesus, I was like, oh, that's funny. But I find this every week. I find it funny. I'm going to start looking at that. You know, back in the olden days, a sitcom artist, artist, sitcom artist. I don't even know what that saying is. That doesn't exist. A sitcom actor would like spin around backwards and like look at the camera and then their name would appear at the bottom. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, they look like they were on um swivels.
1: Yeah, like but they it would like, turn around. They really was like slow. matching, so you're like, oh, that person plays that part, and now it's just willy nilly. So
0: after everyone's um, name appears on the uh, opening credits,
1: then there is Alice and Lisa. Uh, he's clingy. He's too well, much. Well, that's I think the whole point of the episode is he's he's a codependent. But was not He's, wasn't, he's he, too much. Wasn't, he is too much, but
0: wasn't he really uh, offended because you violated him and now he's okay?
1: What did I well, miss? Well, that got totally washed over. We must okay. have had a, an on-screen, co- off-screen conversation. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he's, he's, now he's just, I'm his world. Then we're at Bett and Tina, they are in bed. And this is what I find so odd about their relationship They're, they're the relationship of the show. Like they're the ones that have been together for years and like their communication, or sorry, I should say lack of communication is so large. Like how does Tina order a giant birthing tank that where she's going to have a home birth and Bet's like, well, (laughs) well, we, we could have discussed that. And it's like being wheeled into the driveway. Look, you know, a relationship is going downhill
0: where the birthing plan hasn't been shared. I mean, I have, right. plenty of, I have plenty of friends who have kids and even I knew their
1: birthing plan and I didn't even ask to know. That's what I'm saying, but I wouldn't say that this is the first time they don't talk about something. This is so significant. If I was bed, I'd be like, where are you putting that thing? Where are you I would be, I'd file for a divorce even if I wasn't married. I was just thinking, like, please don't ruin the floors. Oh, I wouldn't want it anywhere near the house. No, like, put it outside. I like, we're obviously going to have to do this in the front yard.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But or yeah, like a I mean, that's a real that if, if that's not foreshadowing for problems ahead, I don't know what is because that kind of left me speechless.
1: And Tina's like, look, you seem busy. I just decided this was on sale, I decided to buy it. Yeah, I bought it. This is how I'm going to birth her child and deal with it. Huh? Yeah. Agreed. I don't know. It it just, it went from like their relationship just sort of is like fizzling so quickly. Yeah. For first season for me that I'm, I barely like grasped who they were. And now I'm like, oh, they're falling apart, but it's TV. And then I let it it go.
0: It's just such a major milestone. It went for me it like I was I was following their relationship and it went from a little miscommunication to a gigantic decision being made. Exactly. And um and it's like I get it, you know, we what have four more episodes left of the season. We gotta start Probably. wrapping this up.
1: But yeah, still it was a big leap. Wrap it up or tear it down. One of the 2 Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're then there's a limo and it's Slim Daddy played by go ahead
0: mr snoop dog
1: uh were we excited
0: or what oh my god it was like a childhood dream coming true for me it was like I an event up
1: in vancouver
0: my high school freshman year like i can remember how much that album of his like, like that's all i listened to freshman year 1992 93 i was so fucking excited and i was so happy the writers tossed us a bone and put us in the scene with Put us in on. the scene i
1: know didn't Pam call him and, and call in a favor? I think so. I think that's how it all went went down. I know that one of our producers, Larry, somehow was in the same world. And then Pam was like, oh, let me ca- call. And I don't know. It was, it was kind of like a collaborative get, I think. Pam Grew's got a lot of clout. So she's... I mean, Pam, please, anybody would do anything for her. She's got the, you know, she's able to... Reach out to many people. And I think he was on tour. So he happened to be up there. And then they worked the episode around his schedule. Cause he, I don't think he flew up for this. I think he, cause remember his tour bus pulled up. I was going to say this later on in a later scene, but
0: um he did not want, he didn't want a trailer. He didn't need one of our trailers because he had his customized tour bus that looked like a three story building. Exactly. So he must have been on tour. But cause I was wondering, how did they get that up there to Vancouver?
1: No, that's that's the point is that he was he was already up there. Okay,
0: okay. So the reason why Pam is in the scene with Snoop. Well, Snoop's playing his guy Slim Daddy, but I just have to call him Snoop. And um, he's going to be sampling one of Kit's
1: tracks to use in one of his
0: songs. And he wants her in the video.
1: Exactly. So she gets inside the limo. And they have a variety of smoothies, but it was a very watery smoothie. I noticed by the time she picked strawberry, handed it to her, it was like watered down. I'm a little, I get a little obsessed with these. I know, why? Smoothie, th- I don't know. It's just because I think they're always melted. And I'm like, maybe smoothies shouldn't exist on television because you know, if it's in the scene, it gets, by the time the props person hands it to you, it's been sitting around. I don't think they have, you know, dry eyes sitting around to keep these things so it always takes me out of the show for a second. Right. Well, the point of the scene was to know that Snoop
0: is playing Slim Daddy and she's going to be in his music video, which then takes us to
1: the introduction of
0: Dana's cat, Mr. Piddles. Ugh, Mr.
1: Piddles. Greatest scene. Did I mean, the, the timing of this cat, the comedic timing. Can I ask a question? Because you were part of you were part of this storyline a lot. Where did the name
0: Mr. Piddles come from? It's random. I don't
1: know. It was actually, no, no, no. It wasn't a huge part of it, but it must have been one of the writers. You never asked? No. Back then it didn't, it didn't, uh, it wasn't of importance to me back then. I don't know. It's a good cat name, but who came up with that random name? It's, I'm going to, I'm going to guess it was like, you know, one of the writers' childhood cats or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I like that she's talking
0: to the cat because who doesn't talk to their animals? Well, if you don't. You're if I don't talk to Mo, she'll psychotic. start yelling at me. So I have to yeah. always like keep up a conversation with her.
1: But the timing, the comedic timing of this cat. So she says, I yeah. have to tell you something. And it's like, it's purring, it's purring. And then she says, Laura's gay. And it stops purring. Yeah, that's right. And its ears go up and its eyes get... <laughs> like, how? I. It was genius. Okay, then um, I apparently come... I get Dana out of bed. So she's in a depression. You're Dana's little hero. I mean, you go with
0: her to break the news to her family that she's gay. And then you come into her house and you want to take her out of her depression. You're a real. Alice is a real um, savior for Dana.
1: I think she's a a pretty damn good friend to everyone. Yeah, but it's not like any, any of the other characters
0: are showing up at Dana's front door. It's Alice.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they're that. Well, this is the beginning of the duo,
0: right? And you still had not asked the writers at this point. Hey, no. is this going anywhere? No, okay. um, didn't know. And when we see Bet, my favorite is when Bet's trying to deconstruct the woman getting banged by Jesus, and yeah, Bet, Bet's assistant James is an unsung hero. I love mm-hmm. that guy. I wish he was in this reboot that we were doing.
1: How about his sideburns? They were there the, the whole best. time, right? He committed to him, yeah, yeah. So he's bringing in a, uh, a flower arrangement. Nobody knows who they're from, and they're right. always sitting behind Bet. It's like a something, you know, it's like a game of Clue, like you had to figure it out. But mm-hmm. I think there mm-hmm. was a microphone inside, right? That's how I took oh, it. Was, I don't know, but was, that's how I took it.
0: Okay, good call. You could be right
1: because there's a scene where she's. Talking to someone about something, probably James, and it's like right behind her head. I mean, maybe I got a little too Charlie's Angels about that, but like, I just, I'm picturing a tiny chip inside the tulips.
0: I don't think you can record someone
1: there's, uh, without them knowing. I, I don't think they care. I mean, when it comes to spy movies and stuff, you don't, nobody's thinking about these things. It's just part of the story. I could be wrong anyway.
0: Or you could be right. We'll see because whoever sent to the flowers has a reveal later, which we'll get to. Yeah. Here's, here's a question I had. Mm-hmm. When we're Alice, you know, where else does one go when one is sad? You go to the planet. So Alice takes sure. Dana to the planet. And Dana, when I was watching the scene, I thought Dana's acting like she's, you know, nursing a cold. Do you notice that? What do you mean? Dana looked like she was nursing a cold, like she was sick. She's sad. It read to me like she had the flu. She was all bundled up. And she was like drinking a thing like, oh, my throat hurts. Like she just, I don't know, felt like she was sick.
1: I think just sick in the heart. That's how I took it. And then I do like, I pull out my phone from 1982. Yeah, but was Alice pranking
0: her mom on purpose or by accident? I didn't get that. On purpose. I dialed the number. On purpose.
1: Yeah, it obviously is something we would do together when we feel sad. We would prank people or, 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 it's just like a dumb thing we know how to do. So like I open the line, then she closes it. And then it's, it turns out to be your mother because I want them to talk. My whole objective is they need to just communicate about what happened. Did it you? Turns out her mother you, is just forgetting she came out of the closet. You used to play, um, prank phone calls when you were a kid.
0: Yeah, didn't me you? Too. It was one of my favorite things to do. There's nothing better. And you can create characters. Oh, no, we, my friend and I yeah. got deep in it.
1: Yeah, so that's all that is. And then, but it was, I dialed the correct number. Okay. okay. Sure. Did you think it was I, an accident? That would be so I, strange.
0: I, I honestly couldn't tell. But maybe I was busy writing something down and I missed it. I don't know, but okay. it wasn't clear to me.
1: And then her mother also sets her up on a blind date right with a boy a man well her, her
0: mother's in the point of the scene is that her mother's like in pure denial yeah refuses to even address remember that what that they, happened that they yeah. what they had discussed and just wants to breeze
1: right past it i love that because i think that's a common yeah it is problem yeah with parents yeah no maybe i shouldn't say common but no it's it is called, common
0: it's, it's just a, it is a move, but it is common. And it's just a way of that. It's just a, the parents, some parents are in extreme denial.
1: It's wow. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Then it doesn't, it's not real. If they ignore it, it will go away and, you know, we don't
0: have to address it. It's a real avoidant tactic, really. It's just sad when it's,
1: it's about the so child to me.
0: and who they yeah. are.
1: I would put that in one of the top 10 like worst ways you could deal with a gay child maybe top maybe top three
0: yeah I mean I would feel like getting kicked out of your home and you know well being I know there are other ostracized ones that's why I didn't being... put it at
1: one I didn't put it at one
0: but I think it also depends on the time of your life as well actually I don't but actually, that's I like that a back. slow
1: torture like there are so many awful ways it can come out but like that's that can be a long-lived, torturous uh, relationship with your parents. If everyone's pretending you're not who you are.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You're right.
1: Sorry to and get then, deep. Let's get back to the old words. Okay. <laughs> so then we're at the salon. Here comes the fun part. We finally meet Sherry Jaffe. Sherry Jaffe shows up, played by the wonderful Rosanna Arquette. Roe and I are such babies. You guys are tiny, tiny babies. I love Rosanna Arquette. she well, was game fantastic
0: from day one when she showed up. She knew what she yeah. had to do, and she was just such a gal's gal, like just so warm and I was so young and inexperienced and you know she just was so uh uh do you know i sweet and patient and um uh Open and just saying, like, yeah, let's just like explore and play with this, play with whatever we have to do. And I just, I loved her. I fell in love with her instantly.
1: Do you know I've never, even in this reboot, have not once have I been around you guys or gotten to meet her? What? No. You've this never met her. This whole entire time. No. No. Not in the makeup trailer, not in That's passing. That's wild. To Isn't me. that wild? So you've had this whole relationship with her. And it's like deep love. And I never met her. It's just odd. You think that like. Oh, my God. Think, I,
0: and you two didn't all, know. You each- guys are
1: all your storylines very separate.
0: I know, but I never even thought that you two didn't cross paths at some point. Mm-mm.
1: Maybe there was like a pre- premiere or like a party, but I don't that to me, that isn't.
0: No, that doesn't really count. That's just high. And yeah, high. I mean
1: that could have happened, but I don't. It. That's not what I mean.
0: That's a trip. Wow. Yeah. After all these years, even here on the reboot, years. you didn't. You didn't even, even run into
1: each other home. when we you were filming. Were, no, you were on set that day. I didn't work that day. Wow. Anyway, just interesting. Well, nothing, you missed out. She's exciting. a great. She's a great gal. You missed I out. I feel like I've missed out.
0: Honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it.
1: So now it's okay. So now we're at the music video shoot with Snoop Dogg and Kit Porter. And Bet, her sister, shows up in support. And Snoop Dogg is like, why don't you invite? She's like, oh, you're gay. I'm. Gay. Somebody said I'm gay. Whatever. He's like, oh, you like girls? And then he's like, why don't you invite your friends?
0: I'm so glad Bet comes out to Snoop. Other, because if she hadn't, none of us would have been able to have met him.
1: Right. I guess that was the only way to get us there. <laughs> Completely, which I'm fine with.
0: Like whatever do what you gotta do, Bet.
1: <laughs> and also, you know what? Straight men do have
0: an obsession with with lesbians. So it, it was realistic. That whole like interaction, it's realistic. Whether you like it or not.
1: I mean, I happens. bought it. I bought it. Con- and I love a- that they didn't really get it was they were just kind of like not offended, just kind of like, well, that's how it goes.
0: He was no what I'm saying. He was fascinated. He was interested. He was like, oh, I want to meet your friends. And he's so smooth. Right. But it's just a realistic moment. Like, nice job, Rose, for adding that element of realism in there.
1: So now we're back at the salon. Um, Sherry tells her assistant to get some Coldplay tickets. I didn't even Um,
0: realize how meta that was at the time. Sherry
1: should have reached out to
0: Pants because we could have gotten her Coldplay tickets. I'm so confused. What, do, right, let me repeat this. Okay. <clears throat> I'm saying this whole moment where Sherry says, let me call Gwynnie. I'm going to get Coldplay tickets. It's meta.
1: Oh, I didn't know who she was calling.
0: She didn't. She was like, uh, call Gwynnie. Get me Coldplay tickets. Because that's not the most annoying oh, request that. to make. But <laughs> I don't know if the writers knew the relation. But what I'm saying is Sherry could have called Pants and maybe we could have helped out.
1: Totally. Totally, or I would say you more than pants, but and I but don't there even know. I don't even know if
0: I even registered that meta moment. I must have registered that meta moment when it happened. But what an annoying request!
1: Hey, can you call? <laughs> it's so easy. Hey, can I get some tickets to like a sold out concert? Right. I bet that happened to Gwenny a lot.
0: I'm sure it did, and I'm sure she rolled her eyes every single time. <laughs> like, who would it?
1: So, OK, so you you and Sherry have these sort of like, you know, interpretive moments where it's like, eh, why don't you take that off? And she's like, and they're are like, there's a smock out back. I like that that scene had
0: not a lot of dialogue. I know, you love everything
1: that. every time. Don't give you any dialogue then you'd be a happy actor. No, I realized what it is.
0: It's behavior. I prefer behavior than dialogue explaining to me I want to see it and speaking and I think there's more in between
1: you would have been a great silent movie star before the talkies came around I'll take it that you'd like you missed your era I may I may have yeah but there's more in between the lines
0: than the lines themselves have you
1: ever looked into mine
0: no interest. That's more of your wheelhouse. I could see you putting on a whole outfit and <laughs> getting into it. Don't try to take
1: my joke and put it back on me. Because <laughs> that's not my that's not my scene.
0: That's way more your thing. You get the props. I know, but that's what's you so can, funny like, about it. <laughs> props out of air. You can pantomime. I could see you doing that on Central Park.
1: But you'd be so happy. You'd be so oh. happy. <laughs> Why? You would just get a breakdown, like climbing wall act you know your character let's name you um ruth no ruth has to climb a wall no i'm <laughs> telling you i think down that's that's more that's more and your then scene shoot
0: someone that's more your scene you like like the, the physicality of all that i can see you trying to like you know
1: oh i'd make a great mime i'm not talking to you would. leave <laughs> hey listen there might be there might be a t- listen, there might be a time if we're you know we need to make some change <laughs> we could t- we can, and we, we can, can work out a little mime show. You can work a little mime show.
0: Put it up on the pants Instagram page and say, hey, we're gonna be doing like a 30 minute performance on the corner of, <laughs> you know, cold water and ventura on the no, <laughs> right outside of Wells Fargo. Come join. It'll be between one and two thirty. Who knows? Um, I'm already
1: getting I'm like picturing the outfits and everything. Exactly see that's what I'm saying. That's so much your speed. It's not mine. Um Oh wait, wait, I have something to talk about with your haircut. I do too. And I want to say something. Am I, was, was I doing her hair in this scene? So here's what I want to talk about. Yes. But you came back to the haircut, but this uh, initial scene before you told her to go put the smock on, you're doing that thing where like hairdressers stand behind you and they pull Mm -hmm. each side of the hair down to see if it's like how even uh, it is or what they're dealing with. Yeah. Her hair for someone who's like, (laughs) who's like. (laughs) The tits or whatever, right? Who's just getting her hair done all the time? Who came her assistant came in with all the like requirements of her hair color, her da-da-da-da. Her hair was like five inches longer on the right than the left. Was it really? (laughs) Yes, because you were doing that thing. And one one hand stopped and then the other one kept going for like 30 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Shane was like, oof, I got a real situation here. Damn. Meanwhile, I thought that was funny because you know it was obviously a wig or extensions or something that you were, you know, about to transform into the Shane. Are you trying then, to cut people's hair to look like you? Each time, I feel like Shane always kind of is like what. I, what I was going to say is, I I wish you know
0: I wish that. um Instagram or something existed back then because I sometimes come across videos of like people cutting hair Mm -hmm. and it's actually very appealing to watch them do it when someone has a lot of control of the scissor and like hand movements and like the the choreography between, you know. Um, But at the time, I don't even know if YouTube existed. So it was impossible to like find, to watch anyone do that sort of thing. Right. Well you so, you were straightener straightening her hair when it came back. Well, what I was gonna say is I, I did the best I could, or I faked it the best I could. Um uh, you know, because that was truly after ten minutes of Paul, our hair guy, giving me a lesson on how to sit there and straighten someone's hair. Because Right, but
1: you didn't have scissors in your hand, Kate. You had no, a
0: straightener. I understand.
1: I understand. And that's because okay. I
0: wasn't ever really given a lesson on how to use like the scissors. And like I practiced (laughs) on my own a little bit, but I didn't know really what to do. And I wish that's why I wish there
1: was like, you know, You would have looked more like a hairdresser if you were holding the scissors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they're fun because I these are little details.
0: (laughs) Well, my my the guy who cuts my hair, my friend Daniel, the way he holds scissors and the way he holds, you know, another comb I watch him do it sometimes and he makes it look so easy and it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like a beautiful choreographed dance with his hands
1: well I you wish know true I knew how to I do wish that. you I wish you were still cutting hair your character I do, I do too I, like all these career moves you've made in the last you know 10 seasons at this point however many know, it's been eight I'm like I, you've owned a, you've just changed careers and I'm like I always liked you as a hairdresser
0: I initially didn't want to come back to do hair because I thought, what's there, what is there really left to do in that profession? And then it a fucking dawned Well, oh, wait a minute. Then it fucking dawned on me. It's not necessarily what the profession provides, but it gets you out into the world and to meet people and to be in different environments and to, and, and. and
1: I know. I was like, you can and come I read, to of Alice set and like cut my hair sometimes and then you're off to do blah, blah. Yeah, I was, I was down. You know, we had a like a talk about it. I was like, that's what I think you should do. And you were like, it, that bores well, me. Well, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe, just maybe Dana's will um,
1: have get a hair chair in the back
0: and maybe it'll, you know, foreclose. I don't, and I don't think we I need to get to rid of Dana. We just got it. Well, maybe it needs new ownership.
1: Okay. That's fine. But like, are you really going to return to hair? Is that going to be like that your 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 series finale is? I like how you asked me this as if I write the show. <laughs> well, you sound interested in actually learning how to look like you're cutting hair. So I thought maybe... I am in. I I, know what I'm realizing is that now when you want
0: to like learn how to do something, you can find videos very easily. That's enticing. And I didn't have that then. So my point of sharing that story was to say, that's the best I could do with like a 10
1: minute like tutorial from Paul. saying,
0: hold it like this, do that.
1: You could have Um, like like shadowed a hairdresser for like a couple of days at a salon. That's how people like used to do like.
0: I could have. But I was work. also, I could have. I was also in between cities because I just moved out of New York. I wasn't in L.A. I wouldn't
1: do right. You didn't
0: have the time. Um, didn't. Anyway, who and cares you made me we're, we're, And you're cute. And, and, you, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you made you me wear the glasses.
1: It. I did that? You always made me I wear glasses. Because when I looked on the screen, I was like, oh, that's cute. You were like, you have to wear glasses. You have to wear glasses. Why did I think that? I wonder. I don't know. Because it's not like you lost your eyesight yet. You're in your 20s. I,
0: that's what I told you in the time. I said, why?
1: Well, really? Young. And, and you're like, it doesn't matter.
0: Wear glasses. Interesting. And it's funny to look at Sherry back then, knowing what she's become now, because she comes across so innocent. She's kind of shy and, and you know,
1: in, intrigued, I mean, but shy. It, for like two minutes and then she's, you know, calls you to her house but that's in a minute hold on we're not there yet i'm just saying like, when,
0: like it's like the first world conversation we're having she's shy and you know like not not in her element and then she right. became what she became
1: well that's what shane does to girls right i'd go gay right. for shane i don't know go can i tell you shane. the thousands of times i heard that in the last 20 years people come up to you and say hey Lisa, yeah because they, want cause you to they know. know we're friends oh shane Oh, I'd go gay for Shane. Like, I heard it. I, yeah. More than really? a thousand times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it was great. I, there's no complaints, but that's what you um, do. That's what you do to girls. Hey, listen. What's, what's, Could be Shane's worse, got, huh? Shane's got the touch. What can I tell you? So now we are at the um, Francesca and Marina's house now oh, it's back people. in the hills, I think. The cultured travel European lesbians. Like this, like it's beyond these two. It's just like two spiders in their web. Now, yes. now Marina has her like companion spider. And their furniture was weird too. Like their stools. Did you notice the stools? My favorite line is when she's offering. the scene opens with Francesca offering a glass
0: of wine to Jenny. And she goes, this is Prosecco in Italy. They serve it out of the tap like oh yeah. god really <laughs> it's like they love to I teach like to lessons start the,
1: the night off with something bubbly let me teach you a lesson um oh god yeah it's the world the first... traveler spiders are like first <laughs> of all too... why is jenny there i just need to start with that what are you doing well she got invited to dinner in the last episode why is she putting her i know but it's called uh my dog's throwing up I don't know there's a million things she could say I'm gonna say that if I was Jenny I
0: also would have agreed to that dinner just because no way I would I would want to see what the fuck is this all about
1: all right I'll give you the curiosity thing but I'm to me it's like throwing yourself in a terrible situation I'm not saying it's healthy but it's right curiosity would get the better of me well, okay, so Jenny's supposed to play like midwestern stupid, and they're they're like otherworldly, and then we're back at the salon, and you start flirting a little. I forgot how charged that scene was. It's like there's there's tension there. I get it. Who? Which scene are you in? There's tension with, in every scene. With with Shane and Sherry, there's like it's charged. Well, it's I think it's supposed to be because it's a quick I moving storyline. But I forgot. Yeah, hey, you guys, you know, you instantly want to like bang each other and um her
0: boss kind of throws water on the fire by telling her to clean up i like that yeah. boss i think that's the last we see of him he's like yeah sweep
1: up before you go
0: but anyway back to the he made um, 200
1: bucks that was exciting got a 200 did. tip and that's why he said
0: clean up because he was yeah uh, jealous but anyway we'll get to that more stuff is coming down the line with those two anyway back to the dinner and then, of course, the goddamn gift of the Magi gets brought up again. Of course, Why do you have you to have keep to st- talking about know. this.
1: I don't know. Th- this is how intellectuals talk at a dinner. Kill me. Is Francesca part of the book club as well? She just I think that who knows? It's just oh, she, and I've heard you're an amazing writer. I'd love to read that. Yeah, they're just supposed to be like, you know, these really um, like highfalutin lesbians that. I would commit Harry Carey right there at the dinner table. And then there's the prima
0: ballerina reveal so we know that uh Marina's a wee bit jealous.
1: Well no, what that's what that's telling us is that they have an open relationship but it only can exist outside of the home.
0: Right, but Marina is still jealous just because you have an open relationship. You can see it. Like there's there's a tinge of jealousy from Marina's end and um well, yeah, that's the battle
1: of any open relationship. Good luck.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how this got brought up, but Jenny has a line where she says, uh, ethical is the, isn't the first word, uh, isn't the first word I when I think, when think of when I Marina. think of
1: Marina, yeah. And I was like, oh, point for Jenny. You're right. Okay, then Francesca's just kind of fucking with Jenny the whole time. I mean, and it's also the,
0: the first time that Marina is coming across as vulnerable in the entire season so far. Clearly, Francesca
1: is the boss of this
0: yeah although it is the most toxic and pretentious relationship you see the power imbalance
1: francesca wears the pants so after dinner that wonderful dinner they are cleaning i'm sorry marina and jenny are cleaning up in the kitchen and jenny's like how do you just treat people like that and walk away and then marina's like you know you think you're the only one who's hurting and jenny's like you know you're you guys are so weird. You just want to make each other jealous and that's how you get off. And then Jenny ends up kissing her. During the makeout, Francesca walks in and is like, I know we do this outside of our homes, but when I'm home, I want my home and I want my partner. So basically, you know, basically what it means is wait till I leave on my next job and, you know, have at her. But right now I'm home. Very twisted. And then she's like, who brought this wine? And it's Jenny's. She probably got it at Laurelwood Farms. And Francesca disses it. So when Jenny leaves, she's like, you guys are sick and weird. Grabs the wine, takes it with her. And when she exits the house, she throws it. Do you think that wine would have broken the window? I think it would have. Yes, absolutely. I do too. I think if you throw a a full bottle of wine at a glass window. I applaud Jenny
0: for throwing that bottle because she... Earned it. She earned that. No, me too. That choice because those two are fucking awful. Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about either one of them. So they're far. deadly. Unless they there's would something the coming down the line day. that I don't know about, but right now, as it stands, they are. Th- there's just nothing appealing about them.
1: If they were in town and they're like. Hello, Lish. It's Marina and Francesca. We are in town from uh, Istanbul and we have the night free for dinner. Would you like to join? Hell no. No, I can't make it. I'd lie. I'd be like,
0: sorry, I just got. I have, COVID. I have to alphabetize my I can't albums. Make it. Anyway, so um, moving on. So anyway, I like when Jenny goes back to Tim because Tim is like he a did. cozy pair of sweatpants.
1: I know, he but is. I felt it's, like this is where you really know that Jenny needs help. She needs c- compared to where she just came from, a little I bit of know, comfort. But she's she's playing with people's hearts, and like I don't think she's she, playing with hearts. hearts, hearts, hearts. Being, no, I don't you think don't? I, see, I didn't
0: read it. I didn't read it like that. No, no. I mean, not listen, in a
1: malicious way, but you no, to do that to someone that, who's
0: you've hurt so badly. No, you're tr- you're too black and white. Like people, like they they had this huge relationship, her and Tim. She's still somewhat living under the same roof with him. We haven't seen them, you know, interact with each other for a full episode or is it two episodes Mm -hmm. at this point. Like an episode. And after this awful, toxic, unsafe environment, she comes home and he's sitting there and he invites her. He says, do you want to watch some bad TV? And then he opens up
1: his arm and she crawls into his nook. And, you know, this is like your your perfect fantasy, like as Kate. You're like, I came home
0: (laughs) from a, yeah. And I got to watch TV, (laughs) but my point is cozy
1: person on a couch. But my point is that
0: Tim represents like safety and warmth in relation to the cold, uh, dark world that Marina represents. And then of course what happens is that they get swept up in a moment and they have sex, but that sex scene said so much because it was just raw and it's so important to just, at times, to let certain scenes be with no music and no montage. Because had there been music and a montage, the no moment music, would never... No have...
1: talking, no sounds.
0: Because if you had music and you had a montage, the point of that scene never would have landed. Like you still, that whole point of that scene was to see that they still have a connection and it's their instinct to go together. And it was brilliant. Like the whole Jenny thing. I this loved it. I love
1: the sex scene. I was just am favorite. mad at Jenny for treating Tim so poorly. I'm sorry. I understand the concept. I understand he's cozy and I understand that they're dark and weird. And he invited why she it. fell he into invited, his arms. Listen, I get it. I know. In this but moment. Just... I mean, listen, we're not at the point the next morning,
0: but right now on that night when we're sticking to on that night, they both played a part in that. He could have said, go back to the shed. I don't want to look at you, but he invited her in and they just had the sweet <laughs> moment that led to more. The regret comes when they wake up the next morning. Anyway, sure. this whole this it whole Jenny says. thing, this episode was my favorite thing of the of the of the whole hour.
1: Bet and Tina are lying down on the bed. Tina says she feels left out. Tina's a little past no, aggressive here. I'm sorry. Bet tells Tina she feels left out. Tina's past aggressive.
0: With. She's saying, yes. you know, you always make me feel loved and you're proud to be with me and that makes me feel great. Um But she hasn't felt it recently. So what does she do? She buys a birthing tank.
1: Yeah, it's so passive aggressive. There are a lot of steps she could have gone through before she bought that tank. Even though she did say it was on sale. And I can understand that. I do love the sale, but in this circumstance, I don't know. Keep it in the shopping cart. Oh, we didn't have online shopping back then. At least yeah. Bet didn't cry. I thought Bet—I really thought Bet was going to start crying and making it
0: about her—and thankfully she didn't.
1: No, they just—they cut out of the
0: scene. Anyway, the next morning, just so we can wrap up the Tim and Jenny uh, um, angle of the saga is—is that Tim wakes up with regret and Jenny is doing that thing where she's feeling connected again and thinking, "Oh, well, maybe." if I don't address what just happened, we can just pick up where we left off before
1: we all went to shit and carry on. And he is not having it. Oh, you can? Oh, great. Okay. Because they both sounded right. What I loved about his performance was Jenny was talking about something before she launched into her evening with Marina and Francesca, and he seemed really disinterested. Completely. He was kind of like, like, you know, well, he face, woke up like he ugh. woke up with regret he i don't think he had it yet i think he was just a little like i don't know, he know did. what i'm doing well he's starting to process it it wasn't just a he didn't peek at the like regret yet he was kind of getting there which i liked then she launches into her story about her evening and then he's like what the hell have i done it was a two-stepper i loved it funny because i
0: saw it differently i saw him instantly wake up and probably ask himself what just happened i took five steps backwards which he inevitably comes out to say yeah um but i don't think he was discovering that regret i think he woke up thinking to himself shit i should not have done that and she on the other hand is hoping he doesn't feel that way and is just trying to and feels comfortable enough to then share this marina story and that's what propels him to get up because he's like I, I can't listen to this. And, you know, the great thing about the scene is that it ends where he says, I can't be with you. You're, you're, I, don't, I don't trust you. I don't know who you are. And he says all these things. And um, I, Tim's right. I mean, you can see both sides. Tim's right. But then there's Jenny. Who's like, you know what? I've apologized and I'm no longer going to. And so we get to see Jan- Jenny finally reclaim her space and she's able to now transition into fully being alone which she should be and figure out who the fuck she is. Right. It was the best scene of the episode hands down. Cuz usually in the scene usually one's right and the other's wrong and in this case
1: in my opinion they're both right. They were both right. They just don't belong together.
0: No, it's done. They no no, and it's just Jenny's turning point is so important because from but that moment But also, Jenny's onward, gay,
1: and it's like but it's this kind is of her, like going.
0: But this is her turning point because now she's yeah. given the space to figure it out. Like she's exactly. She can't use him path.
1: as a crutch. He's basically a crutch. Well, so if he's she, always going to be available, she's always going to fall back to that.
0: But also, she's more importantly, she's also not going to um, apologize any longer. Like he right. can't punish her anymore, and she's like, and "I'm not no. going to allow it." And
1: I think She's from not, this they're moment, not together.
0: And yeah, but if they she allows it he could have. Like she could have allowed him to punish her. For oh another God. four episodes. How awful. But I don't know if we see Tim much anymore after this. I know I, I was curious remember. about
1: that. I don't either. We'll we'll I find mean, out. I like Tim. Me too. Okay, so then we're at the Paramount lot. We're all driving up in a car together. It's like a clown car scene. I love when the gang is together. I love the clown cars. There, I always enjoyed them.
0: And then fucking and they just Lisa shove us up in a vehicle.
1: Lisa calls. And, she's and he's fucking annoying. He can hear me breathe. Yeah, it's funny. He's just he's a Klingon. He's yeah. Um, everybody is not into it either. I mean, when you guys are, when and then th- there's a whole. Uh, mix up over at the gate
0: and um, anyway, uh, Snoop's, one of Snoop's uh, from his entourage comes over and lets them all in and then Bet goes into the limo to talk to Snoop and Bet brings Tina and I'm, I'm watching Laurel and you could just tell that Laurel was dying, that she got to like yeah, it was be real. that close to him. Oh, it was completely real. Uh, now, here's my question for you. Okay, yeah. Little story. Do you recall the drama that unfolded the night we shot with Snoop at the uh, when when we're watching Kit perform. Do I remember, remember there
1: was drama and there was something about he wasn't there. Right, we were waiting. No, no. no. I'll, okay. I'll refre- no. Can I re- let me
0: refresh your memory because it's a good one. Right. So we didn't shoot this scene um, at our stages. They had gotten an empty warehouse and some. You're desolate... talking about the music video. Now we're at the music video shoot. Yes, they shot that at some desolate warehouse in a very industrial part of town, way on the outskirts of the city. Like it was apocalyptic really. And they had put his trailer like 10 feet away from the entry to the to the stage where we were filming. And base camp was, I think, maybe a van right away. And we were all in base camp that night being like, when are we shooting? When are we shooting? What's taking so long? Like hour after hour, we were kind of like, We want to meet Snoop. Like, let's go. So it turns out the reason why everything was delayed is because at the time, I guess Snoop uh, had a little um, disagreement with Master P. There was some sort of uh, uh, acrimony between those two. And Snoop and his entourage were in his uh, three-story building tour bus. And Master P somehow is in Vancouver with his entourage And somehow he found out where we were filming, and he shows up the set unannounced. And there was this. How do I know this? I don't know how you can't remember the story. It's a classic story, and it was this big drama. Uh, The rumor mill was that someone showed up and they had a gun. Who knows if that's true or not? But the best part of the story is that the person who was playing the mediator (laughs) was our PA, Brad.
1: Oh my god, Brad? Yes, oh. because
0: he was like in charge of like who was coming in and out and because Masterpiece showed up out of the blue, no one knew and Brad was trying to
1: mediate the two sides. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, just little quiet little Canadian, Canadian s- Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I really just don't remember that. I just remember oh, waiting.
0: It's- oh it's classic classic story but that's what took forever was because they were trying to like you know figure that whole out. mess out and then there was a problem like how did master p get in through security and it's like guys we didn't have security we were shooting in the middle of fucking nowhere in vancouver um <laughs> one of my favorite l word stories and that was just season one uh so good
1: Okay, so we're in the video shoot. Kit's dancing with a bunch of women crawling all over her because Snoop thought she was gay and thought she'd like that. Mm -hmm. And then
0: I really like the Snoop the Snoop and Kit collaboration. Did they ever release that song on the soundtrack?
1: Did they? It was good. Yeah, and and Pam really sang on it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, she finally she puts up her boundaries and she decides that she doesn't want to put herself in an uncomfortable circumstance any longer. So respect, no, it had kid. nothing
1: to do with the girls. She was just like, I'm not 25. That's what I'm saying. No she just she, knew that. Like, this, she I just want to be
0: on this track. I don't need she, to be she, doing this. She knew that this was not her comfort zone. And instead of going for it, she said, you know what? Here's my boundary. And, um, right. But thanks for everything. And yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and I guess on the next day is when we get to Sherry's house, right? But he was so sweet to her, too, in the scene and in life. You know, he was just like, I get it. Like, he didn't push back, which I thought was great. No, he actually
0: snapped at the director and said, you have to figure that's out right. how to do this.
1: That's right. In his, in his
0: yeah, sexy, he, oh, that's way. What he was
1: like, we wouldn't be here if it which basically was an homage to Pam, right? Yeah. Like, none of us would be here doing anything that we're doing if it weren't for this woman every day we that's what it was i was like something was great that's. Yeah, i know kate we've what? we've done a disservice why we did not talk about any of our outfits at the video shoot oh well go ahead i really loved your i know what i love to yours <sighs> which part they none of them matched okay so i i win worst stressed of this episode i win you had your denang Cargo How pants did you on. remember that? I was like, who was that brand that that was always hanging in the costume department? that Because I this, saw
0: the tag on your butt, and that's a that was the visible tag. But that's you also, what it was, Danae. You, were,
1: you were wearing oh, Denim cargo pants with heels. What the fuck were you wearing on your head? I don't know. And then I had this like pale, like peppermint pink shirt that fell off a shoulder, and then a matching bra strap, and then. Oh, yellow and black hat that didn't match. And, and then the, my pants were like army print, but gray. It was the world's worst outfit. I had a bird shit shirt. Your shirt. Is that the one where it has all the writing and you go back to the...
0: It yours just was like,
1: like American it, it,
0: goth. It just looked like a prehistoric bird took a shit on my shirt.
1: Okay. Well, I saw like... <laughs> I saw like... Like caveman drawings uh, but with a gothic twist. That was so tacky. It was the worst shirt. You saw a
0: lot more than I did. Um point being is we all look like shit, but we like were shit. very shit. But the thing is but we knew we were Snoop. trying
1: to meet Snoop. So we were like the characters were trying to dress up, which is even more right. tragic. But I hate to tell you this at the time it made sense. I look like Britney Spears' long lost sister. You look like their third cousin. Thank you. That's trying super hard. That they found in the backwoods of some state. And the point,
0: like, the, listen, listen, we could, we could rag on this all day long. We looked, we all looked ridiculous. The point is we got to meet Snoop and that's all I care about. That was huge I just for wish me.
1: we looked better. That's all. I still have a picture that I have with Didn't him. Hang. Me too. We probably have the same picture. It was that night. He had on a three-piece uh-huh. suit. I loved uh-huh. his little hat. Uh-huh. No, he's so cute. Good looking okay, guy. Okay, so then we're back at the salon. You get, um, Sherry's assistant walks in and says, Sherry would love to invite you to a benefit. Sherry's you ass- get very Sher- excited about it. Sherry's assistant with no personality. I don't think she needed one. She's just got to get the, the list done every day. Sherry's list. Um, you're just on it. She's like, oh, I got to stop by that salon and give this hairdresser a invite yeah that is true but you light up like a christmas tree i didn't know if it was about i don't think I, that I you don't got see, invited to something
0: i didn't see the christmas tree thing i saw getting the getting handed map quest directions and like smiling at it and showing it to the receptionist
1: oh that's what you were you were smiling about a map yeah she hands like a whole list of like i know because well i'll explain to you um, she
0: hands like a whole list of like this is like everything that she uses and here's the address. It was like I think the idea was to give like Sherry needs a pamphlet and that's why there was a smile and being like ah oh, check this shit out and then the oh, I receptionist you were, like, is check laughing. Check
1: this out, I'm going no, somewhere. No, no, no. Oh. I think it
0: was making fun of how this woman gets treated like a Fabergé egg. Um,
1: okay, okay, okay. We're back at the CAC, Kate. We're back at the CAC and there bet's walking and there's a bunch of stickers listen you know it you know bet means business when she's got her red tinted glasses on but yeah don't fuck with her if you mm-hmm. see those glasses
0: get out mm-hmm. of the way that's right but here's the thing shane shane did shane did um make an effort because when she shows up at sherry's house she's in a new outfit she's got a nice little I know you shirt have like, you and have a tuxedo like a,
1: pants like you're in a mariachi band shirt I actually think that outfit has that, been the most like, tame of horn? the season so far. So far,
0: it's not as bad as half the other things that I had been put in. That was at least monochrome.
1: I didn't know Shane played the marimba.
0: <laughs> I had those pants made, or actually, I didn't have those pants made. Cynthia had those tuxedo pants made, um, and they became a staple for like three or four seasons.
1: You slip on them. <laughs> I laughed because you slip on them later. I did when you try to run into the bathroom yes. because the bell bell bottoms are so big. You you completely like ate shit. This. I really <laughs> did. You caught that too. Well, it's like having a like a train behind you a on a dress. And also when she
0: gets upstairs, Sherry just goes for it. I don't think Shane knew what Sherry was I mean, I'm sure there was that little hope, but Sherry, let's face it. Power move Sherry. She made the first move.
1: So basically, you're just a booty call. Do you think Shane knew that that's what was about to happen? Or were you like, I guess she needs her hair done?
0: I think she showed up thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this hair. This woman's intriguing. She's hot and I'm going to look nice for her. But no, I don't think so.
1: And she's wearing the same lingerie package that Marina and Jenny used. Is she? In like episode three. Yeah. It's got the thigh high stockings and the when is Marie, when snappies. is Jenny worn
0: when is Jenny worn or Marina worn thigh high stockings and snappies? Well,
1: we'll talk about it later. Well, I already talked about it. But when in one episode? When in their sex scene when Tim walks in, Rose Troche was so nervous
0: to shoot that sex scene. Sex scenes always made Rose nervous. It was like it was it was really cute and endearing. She shoots them really well, but it, she always gets kind of a little shy, a little shy. Um. anyway and Rosanna had to make all the first moves right so I remember listening to Rose tell Rosanna what you know how the shot was going to be and what she wanted her to do it really was heartbreaking because Rose is I know. adorable
1: also Rose Troche just directed the last episode of Gen Q it was like coming home again it is totally like coming home and just because you were talking about you know figuring out your sex scene like i just went through it with her a couple of months ago still oh, she's still she's, just as shy just as shy <laughs> nothing's changed even a kissing scene she's shy like, like, now we just... go for the comedy like we're we're always like okay there's this there's a sex scene or like a slight sex scene or something and it's like how do we make it funny let's like how, when her and i get together that's all we do Okay, then we're back at the planet. Um, Lisa's really bugging Alice. Um, She wants. She's complaining about.
0: He's really buggy. He went. He went from like confusing and oddly cute and charming to incredibly irritating.
1: Yeah, just annoying. Um, He's complaining about their sex life. He's just. He's too complicated for Alice. She wants something easy. Is um, Lisa
0: also Lisa the Lisa the vegan lesbian? Because now he's complaining about my red meat. Like, Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's got a lot of problems. Like, I mean, if somebody was on me about everything in my life like that, I couldn't do it. Lisa, the vegan lesbo. Mm-hmm. So he's basically trying to reinvent Alice into what he'd like her to be. Dana shows
0: and, up. For and her God blind bless date. Dana because for the first time, she comes out. With confidence and conviction. Mm-hmm. And the guy wasn't weird. He was like, Oh, that's not that's too bad, but okay. And
1: Dana, like I feel like Dana and Jenny reclaim their power. Finally. Yeah, she's finding herself. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's um in their body and in their identity and they're like figuring <gasps> no, it I out and claiming what it. Was it. In,
0: what was interesting was that when you get away from Lisa and you go over to, uh, and Alice goes over to Andrew, it made me get, and you're like questioning him and she's saying, "Do you, so do you have any like, you know, confusing things or do you identify as this? I wonder how Alice would handle that in 2021 because the oh, thing be she was asking him. <laughs> she no, could ask
1: him. This is what's <laughs> making me laugh left and right with Alice. Like, she, it's like she was like way ahead of, like she was, All her subject matter was like, like like foreshadowing the future. Yes. Of like what everyone will be living in and through. And it's like, but for her, it was all the firsts, you know, like, what do you identify as? What do you, Mm -hmm. you know? It, but now we have, so but now, funny.
0: but now on the show, we have a show that proves that. So it's a mute point, but it just makes me, you know, we see how Alice handles that, but it's just, it, it, no, it makes No, I think she handles laugh. a
1: lot of it poorly, but the fact that she's being, you know, approached in these different subject matters is funny to me. Because back then it was like, I don't know, people weren't as... People weren't as open or as, no. I don't know. Or do you think, what do you think? I don't, we didn't have the vocabulary in 2003. Well, we definitely didn't have
0: that. We also did, well, to go with the vocabulary, we also didn't have the knowledge. You know, it's, we didn't know it. Like everyone the world was doing it differently. We were doing the best we could with what we had. Yeah. And that's always my argument with this show. We can all look back in hindsight. What do you say at the Monday morning quarterback? Is that mm-hmm. what you say? it? Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. I, no way I could have guessed in 2003 what 2021 would look like. Neither could you or anybody else.
1: No, I know. It makes it hard to watch sometimes. So you're like, you cringe. You like hold your, your mouth over your... Where the show is dated. Like there are dated moments
0: on this show and that was one of them. And there's going to yeah. be more. So get ready, girl, because this is only first season
1: and we're not even done yet. Like even just that conversation at the table. It is what that it is. Straight white guy. It is what it is. It was 2003. And I'm like, mm, that's what I want. I want that. That's uncomplicated. And I'm like what? <laughs> right.
0: Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, back to the back to the fucking which Shane and Sherry are doing in her uh, dressing room. This was the part that Rose was nervous in. It wasn't earlier. It was when we had to do a time cut. OK, and she said and she said just I, I rem- and the husband comes in and I rush into the bathroom and you caught it because I ate shit.
1: Yeah, this is where where the husband walks in and you come out. By the way, you didn't button your last button when you came out. It really still looked like you had just Oh, really? Which button, oh, no, the top or the you, bottom? It's like you only you, it's like you only buttoned two like around your breasts and then it was all open like Alicia, that's how you used to do it back in 2003. That was the look. <laughs>
0: And he didn't, he didn't like. All right. Denang cargo pants. That was he the He didn't look. Bat you an only, eye. He was like, you, this you is all very normal. Two shirt, you would button two buttons on your shirt and be revealing yet, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Listen, I cringe too. He's, but you so, know what, the husband, the husband, I have to say, super crass. What did he say? Uh, Comes out into the car and he says, you know, I could bang my wife right there.
1: Yeah, do you know how many married men want to bang their wives? Zero gross. or something. It's all gross. Gross. Anyway, he's like, you could get really rich on this. Oh lord, um, do you, dude, what do you think he was talking about? The haircut, or did he really know that you guys had just fucked? Well, that's the thing. I, he's talking about the haircut,
0: but um, I'm just thinking when he said that you could get really rich. I just want to be like, dude, it's a fuck. It's fucking
1: hair. Really rich.
0: It was a blowout.
1: You were people were really moved by your haircuts. Just roll with really it. you got to fall into the storyline because. It, people are taken by them in a way that turns their lives upside down and they start tearing <sighs> their clothes off because you make them feel so good.
0: So then we get to the CAC and.
1: Um, it's she reads an shape. article. It's highlighted by Faye Buckley. Who is the person who um, is head of the Christian Coalition? Yes. that's sticking all these things and sending all these articles to you know trying to shut the the provocation showdown. Uh, guess who that is played by? See, I think this is amazing casting. Yep. Go ahead, Helen Shaver, Ugh. also known as Vivian Bell from the greatest. First lesbian movie, right? Ever made? I don't know, but Mm -hmm. it rocked my world back in the day. Desert Mm -hmm. Hearts. That's right. So what a cool person to bring back into this show that's like now on cable television. Like, you know what? Come be a part of this because you, without you, she's like, basically Snoop Dogg should have come in this scene and said, if it weren't for her, none of us would be here right now. And uh, Faye
0: not only is it played not only because of who's playing it but also because of she has such an agenda you know this isn't the only episode that we're going to see faye buckley in
1: it shouldn't be yeah no it's a great character it's a really great nemesis mm-hmm. um and that she's you know an anti anti gay so it's great a, that she's 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 everything she's
0: horrible but she she's she but she's so you know uh
1: But I just found that, I found that to be like, I like the irony or the, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And then when we see
0: Alice again, who does Alice take? Dana's date. Dana's date date
1: from the cafe. Which I thought was also funny that Dana didn't care. She's like, take him. She's gay. She doesn't give a shit. I know, get him off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, Alice is like, no problem. She's about to make out with Andrew. Lisa shows up. Alice is really annoyed. And very poorly, and she was disrespectful and just mean to Lisa. Can I say something about this whole thing? Is that
0: yeah? It's it's like I don't know whether to take this chari- character serious serious or not. Right? Like, who? If it was Me? no Lisa. Like, if it was meant to be, it's like you know, it's straight. It's this guy who's co opting the whole like lesbian thing, right? But like, if it, but if he's like has like some. How do I say this? If he was written to be broad and funny, he's ridiculous. But I can't tell if he was written to be broad and funny. And if he's not to be written as broad and funny, then it actually, it's a sensitive topic. And I don't understand where he falls in that. So I'm kind of glad to see him go because it's too ambiguous.
1: It was also getting a little sticky. Like, like you're saying, I I also agree that he kind of walked the line of like, are we like making light of this or are we because it kind of seemed like a joke to all the the group friend like oh this guy thinks he's a he's not a lesbian he's uh, you know it's like and he wasn't in on the joke so i was just confused the whole time i the tone was the tone was a little not clear a little unclear anyway i break up with lisa lisa's gone
0: didn't love how i did
1: it okay then we're at the doctor's office of course bet is wet
0: she's late No, no, no. Come on. Give the good doctor her due. She shows up. Um, Here's my thing. Okay. Bet is that late to a doctor's appointment? That's what I'm saying. Tina needs to call her cell phone provider because it's so strange because she shows up at the doctor's doctor's appointment. She's super late and the good doctor and that lovely voice says, Tina lost the baby. We can't hear a heartbeat. And then the next time we see Bet is when she comes in and she finds Tina crying in the other room. Why didn't Sobbing. Tina call Bet when she got the news?
1: You know what? I don't know if I would call my partner if they missed that appointment and I had lost a baby. I probably wouldn't be like, you know what? I should call her. I think I would well, be so. angry. What are you going to do? Keep it a secret? Like, I, I think. I'd, I yeah, call. I think I'd be. I think I'd be bitter because only because Bet is always late. Like, when have we seen a scene? Where Bet shows up on time? No, I she's understand. always late for Tina. Tina's she's in second it just, position So here far, it seems to me to work. that the
0: two most significant things that have happened to Tina was her Halloween stalker moment many episodes ago, where she couldn't get a hold of Bet, and then she loses the baby and chooses not to call Bet again. I don't know if it's Verizon. You're having or cell phone
1: issues. She, I know. I am. I agree. A
0: major, major logical
1: issues with this. Well, I don't think the cell phone is their problem. I mean, I think it's... You could use it.
0: (laughs) Look, oh, i use the phone. Look, episode's over. It was 10 minutes long because I I was able to use the phone.
1: I know. There could be a whole episode just on... Well, they did do that where they're just missing each other.
0: Well, no, because that takes up the hour. If those two ever could be in touch with each other, like the way you think they could, an episode would be 15 minutes long. And the credits would roll.
1: Sponsored by Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) And bet,
0: and bet when she finds Tina crying (laughs) or sobbing, there's a slight. I I was like, "Oh, are you slightly relieved?" No, I didn't see that. I saw. I was like, "I won't, I won't, I won't knock it if that's true." But do I see a slight, slight
1: failing of that? I might have to go back just to see that because so I missed that. You're not going to go back and watch it. And Does don't it don't not get the There's a knock at the door. There's a knock at
0: the door. You act like I'm going to go back and study that some more. I'm no, not. Lo- not study, but it's at the end
1: of the. It's I like if I go I back to where I just paused it, it would only be like a couple of clicks to the left.
0: But why waste your time?
1: If I had to trust- search, why
0: waste your time? Just trust me. I think there was a slight sense of relief. And that's I'm okay. I'm going to trust you then. I'll never just, watch it again. You have everything to do. the rest of my life. <laughs> you're never going to. I know you. I'm going to go back and watch that. No, you're not. Um, and she gets a knock at the door and it's somebody, no, it's not a knock on the door. She's hearing a banging sound and someone is banging. Um, and she's
1: like, Tina, hold that sob. I'll be right back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Here's a tissue. No, she didn't even offer a tissue. She just got up. Then she opens the front door. There's a Christian sign being banged into the front yard. Classic bet scene that we all know. We all have. Keep bet is when, when bet goes mental. When she goes mental. For me, it's the tank tops and the going mental. Those are the my best. key points. It's the best. uh She rips it out of the ground. She's like, This is my home. This is my family, which I loved. I was like, You didn't hear, you've never heard a girl do that on TV before uh-uh. about her family and her home.
0: And um, you know get what? off my fucking She's... lawn.
1: She's She's right right. because if someone did that to my house, I'd go mental too. Me too. I
0: don't like when someone accidentally pulls into my driveway for two seconds. Well, that's a bit much.
1: I'm glad you haven't done that. I, when I come to your house, I have to do an eight point turn and I do use your driveway sometimes. I mostly use that little
0: street. You're allowed to use the driveway, but when someone I don't know, like pulls into my driveway for a little bit, I'm just like, time to,
1: I don't like it. You get the bets. The inside bets.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't Case of the say bets. anything, but I get upset. Yeah. You know what? Rose uh, Trochet what? really directed this episode very well. I really liked it. She always directs well. I know, but this episode in particular was really strong. Um,
1: I just love Rose Trochet. I know. I could just eat her up. Right. I want a mini pocket Rose, like just to have right here at all times in my like little left pocket.
0: And whenever Rose directs an episode, you're going to spend 85% of that episode laughing hysterically at what she's saying. And then then we'll go, Oh, let's get back to work. Exactly. Even when she gets
1: annoyed with you. Right. She still finds the humor in it. Yeah. Well, that was an hour and a half recap of luck next time. But what's great about a podcast is you press pause
0: and you're like, I'll come back to that later. And then you come back to it at your leisure. Okay. Anyway. So uh, until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Manig and Leisha Haley, produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS, and graphics are by Love Fox.